Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another morning Catholic coffee in the morning. <laughs> we are glad to be back after our break next week. We just had spring break, so we are back in business, though. Yeah, we are. Back in yeah. better than ever. Better than ever. So, Jake, what what do you happen to you know be drinking on this fine well, morning? I happen and to be drinking what coffee. Oh, wow. Out of all things. Bravo, bravo, bravo. It was just, it it felt like a coffee kind of morning, Mm -hmm. you know? And it also felt very Catholic, you know? Mm -hmm. So. (laughs) You feel the Catholicness from the coffee. Exactly. And so I'm just drinking, like, coffee and milk. I'm not exactly sure what kind of coffee. But it's very good, and I enjoy it because, Mm. you know, it's good. (laughs) <laughs> good. Um, Maggie also made some breakfast um, yeah, casserole, so it looks really, really good with toast. So mm-hmm. We appreciate that. And I'm drinking it out of my, per the usual, Washington Capitals mug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. As you do. As you do. And I'll, I'll go ahead and popcorn over to Maggie. Just, oh. you know. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. That was the first time you've called me Maggie in a while. Mm-hmm. Usually it's Ma Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also eating said casserole. And drinking the coffee, but I'm drinking with sweet and creamy creamer out of my cat mug. Ooh. Classic. Yeah. Mm. The one from the photo. <laughs> yeah, the one that you're holding in the photo for yeah. some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Zach? Uh, 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 I am uh, drinking out of my uh, black dog coffee mug. It looks very uh-huh. dog-like and uh, smells very coffee-like. So that's good. Wow. And I, I, I have uh, the um, International Delight Creamer in it. It's, it's very, very white. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's very delight. <laughs> very white. I, I think very the coffee delight. to um, creamer ratio here is about uh, 10 to 1. Mm. Like Solid. That. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've just got a cup of black coffee today. And uh, the mug where... God guides, He provides mm. is the verse on there. So, yeah, it's, it's true. always a good it's one. True. It's true. Live by it, you know. You know, love it, Peter. I I have a question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. What did we talk about yesterday? You know. You know, yesterday because, like, Bible study, right? Bible study got going, and uh, yeah, we started talking about well, reading from the Book of Wisdom, Ooh. chapter one and two. Yeah. yeah. So it's good stuff. One and two. Mm-hmm. It just. It's right in the field, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Just being showered with that wisdom. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I feel so much more wise. Just so wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you already are very wise, Zach. You know. Stab. Just... <laughs> <laughs> so, Jake, what did you like? Um, what did I glean? Glean. Mm-hmm. What 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 wheat was what gleaned? Wheat part. What wheat of knowledge? Mm-hmm. Well, what if I decided? That I didn't yeah. want to glean this time. I wanted to just reap the whole field. Okay, what, what field did, did you reap? <laughs> <laughs> that was sown. Yeah, what yeah. Field did you reap? reap that, that was sown. Yeah. Well, I mean, so from the first chapter, I think I'm trying to think. There was one line that that really stuck out to me. It was like, "God knows, like our inner hearts, or something. Mm-hmm. Like He knows all our desires and wants, you know, and He wants yeah. to provide that." you know, for us, and he will provide it for us. Well, maybe not, because 
our desires can be um, misaligned. Mi- you're right. With so, you know, our um, yeah. ends. But like he knows all the desires of our hearts, and he knows everything about us, and that's just such a cool. Mm-hmm. Like we we are known, you know, like we have someone who knows us better than we know us, you know, and he he just loves us so much that, you know, that he wants to provide for us, like like the mug, where, like the mug, yeah, where God provides, you know, you know? exactly, and yeah, exactly. I don't know. I just thought that was really cool that that I am known. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not just, mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of am a dust particle, but like, yeah. I'm but a dust particle that means that doesn't something just float around. to someone. Yeah. yeah. You mean something. A meaningful dust one. particle, you know? <laughs> you mean yeah. something to all of us too, Jake. And all mm. you listeners. Yeah. <laughs> we know you care about we, Jake. We know you care about Jake very much. Well, right. So. so thinking about what you're asking for from God, you know? Mm-hmm. If you're asking something that's clearly not the best for you, or at least to God, he knows, like, okay, that's not, that's not it, you know? Um, it, where God guides, he provides. So um, we might be asking for something from God, and if that's not the best for us, he will find a way to guide us to then where he will provide for right. us what is best. Um, so we'll, we'll find, he'll be providing that light, that guiding light in our lives as we're asking for something to then illuminate what is better for us. And then when we see that and we're like, oh, dang, okay, I know I was asking for this thing, but then you give Mm -hmm. me this and like, that's so much better, so much better, you know, but we got to be looking, we got to be listening open to that. You're like, I never thought about it that way, you know, Mm -hmm. Maggie, what did you... What did you reap mm. from that? Mm. I'm so glad <laughs> that, that that you first asked. chapter. I'm so glad that you asked. Because yeah. we we went into some really deep conversations, um, especially during the second chapter. But we had we had one going during the first chapter about um, mm-hmm. like um, I, I think Maggie was talking about like how um, uh, during the the last um, verse of the first chapter, it, it was saying like. Uh, by the hands of the wicked, they pined for um, yeah. death. Mm-hmm. And she said, you can, like, basically um, substitute that with any for any sin because it's not talking about, like, physical death. It's talking about, like, the spiritual death and, like, the temptations and everything mm-hmm. like that. So it's like, um, it would be like, it was the wicked who with hands and words invited pride or gluttony or lust or anything like that and like by their hands they like uh they like built that up in the Mm -hmm. world and like put it on a pedestal and said look at this this is like this is a good thing and you're like no it's not it's terrible (laughs) that's just the worst like what are you talking about so yeah And, and from that we went into um conversations about um how in today's society, <clears throat> it's like flipped nowadays, and everything that was once good, like um, being a very pious, prayerful person, and you know, living a good life, that's like considered like bad in today's world. Versus like if you're a very prideful, very like greedy person who accumulates a lot of wealth and a, does a lot of like terrible, terrible things. You're like held up as this celebrity and 
everybody like, you know, mm-hmm. basically worships <laughs> you, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And that becomes their like idol. Right. Yeah, when like the only thing you're seeing is immorality as what is considered, yeah, quote unquote good, then you're gonna wanna follow that because you idolize the immorality. Um and I think arguably sometimes it looks like the immorality is an easier path than yeah. morality. It usually um, is. And yeah. it and the but, wider it, but road. the thing is it like it appears to be good easier and like the mm-hmm. way that you're living can seem easier, but though like the way that it like is putting pressure on your soul I, that's not the word i wanted to use like it's just so draining and so it's taxing like, it's, on it's your like soul. Ho- it's like uh, strapping a weight to your chest and right. it's just like you can feel it inside and it just like weighs you down right and you don't really notice it until you like after you go to confession and it's just lightened and you're like oh, i didn't realize that right. was like so heavy yeah, it, it looks like, you know, this really successful person, you know, they're living their life, but mm-hmm. immorally and, you know, a lot of times you can kind of still see that immorality yeah. in them, but in their eyes, you know, so the, mm-hmm. the world might be looking at them and they're like, okay, they're living this immoral life, mm-hmm. but it's working. Yeah, you know, it's and kind of like, like look at how happy this out- person is. Right, it's like some kind of outward proof to them that like, okay, that works. I'm gonna live an immoral life too because like it's clearly working for them. Mm-hmm. But you don't see that like invisible, uh, you know, pull draining like, force. Yeah. You know, that's that's really killing them mm-hmm. um, internally and spiritually, and you know, you unless you're really like looking for that, it's too easy to miss it. Uh, and even the person living that way, you know, can be blind to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's <clears throat> big thing with social media, like how people present themselves through social media. It's yeah, because you kind of only a get mask. a snapshot. Right, you're like, not you're not seeing all the mental stuff that's going on, like mm-hmm. how, you know, behind that they're really stressed out, and maybe they, <laughs> I don't know, it's just kind of like, I don't. That's not usually who they are. Like, who they present themselves online is not usually who they are. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. <clears throat> I had, uh, this school year, I had just completely let myself go and just <laughs> stopped all social media. And I've, it's just, yeah. It's mm-hmm. so It's so freeing. freeing. It really it's like, is. It's crazy. You're no longer bound to this thing that is taking up all of your time. And then you're able to interact with oh, yeah. other people and really just have like loving conversations with people you know it's really really cool and and i didn't consider myself someone who's like addicted to social media because you don't think that you're Mm. addicted to social media yeah Um, you're like no i'm not right but it's like right it's it's the the idea of like all these excuses i would give was like well like it's the way to keep in contact Mm -hmm. with friends Um, oh it's it's the the way way to keep in in contact with my family oh it's the way to get to know like what's going on with people Mm -hmm. but then i really ended up thinking about it and I'm like oh actually the only people not that I don't care about other people but the key people that I care like most about aren't going to update me on the, how their lives are doing because I'm liking their Instagram posts. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> they're it's like, like you like my photo here's my whole life story right. today and so it's like it's so cool to see those people who I I don't really talk to anymore it was like nice I was like oh like oh they're whatever they just mm-hmm. got a new this cool college or whatever but mm-hmm. it's it's the fact that like I don't need to be entirely present to all these people um, to, like, still care about them and will yeah. their good. Um, and, yeah, it was just the fact that I was like, oh, no, like, I'm 
I'm not addicted to social media. I don't really go on it that often. But then you find yourself in this rabbit hole of like, I'm following random people I've never met in my life. <laughs> I'm like, who are these people? Um, yeah. And something else I wanted to touch on was that um, it's not just like exceedingly immoral people that people look up to mm-hmm. um, because you're like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. But no, sometimes you look up to people who are good, mm-hmm. like they, they're doing good things and kind things, but yeah. they are still living immoral lives because... Yeah, they're not living in union with Christ, which is what we're mm-hmm. called to do. Not that the four of us here are perfect. Like, oh, well, no. we have a relationship with no, Christ, no, no. so we're we're living moral lives. Um, but it's like, yeah, we all sin and we all fail. Like, mm-hmm. But yeah. that doesn't mean that inherently we're living immoral lives, but we are on the path to sainthood. And so yeah. make sure that, like, the people you look up to, um, they should be good people. I feel mm-hmm. like fewer people are just like, these people who are incredibly evil, they just look up to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it's it's the, the fact that, like, people can seem good, but they still could be taking you on a bad path. So yeah. just, like, realizing what is it that I believe and what is it that I know to be true and what is it that I'm supposed to be doing and try and look for people who are living that way. Yeah, because it's kind of, it's kind of like um, the, the old saying, every lie has a grain of truth to make it go down easier and that's because like if there's truth sown in then you have to spend all the time and energy of sifting through it and saying what's true what's wrong is this true is this wrong versus like just being able to outright deny this is evil and this is good and that creates the problem is if you don't have enough energy and you're you've been like fighting a while and you're like trying to sift through all this stuff in the world eventually you're like that's evil or like i guess that's okay and if you say like that's evil people will say well this is true and this is true so why do you disagree with what we're saying here and and then you need to like spend all that energy just trying to decipher and decode like where the truth is in that statement and you can say well that's true but you can't take it that step further right like mm. and that's that's like the tactic nowadays it's just to wear you down enough so that you're just like all right i guess it's true you know i don't really care anymore oh. and that way as soon as you stop caring then they can take a step in and it can solidify right there and then they build up another level and then they do the same thing, and then they, it solidifies. It's like pouring cement. You know, you got the first layer. They pour it, and you're like, I don't think we need a sidewalk right there. And they're like, well, you know, actually we do because people walk here all the time. And it ends up solidifying because you're just like, oh, I don't care anymore. And it's like the cement is literally directly running through someone's house. And and so, and then they start pouring another one through another house, and you're like, you see it again, and you're like, well, I agreed to it last time. Or if you don't agree this time, they're going to be like, well, why didn't you agree last time? Mm. Well, why did you agree last time? And it's going to be like, it's so there's always that fight throughout life of like trying to like decipher the like falsehoods in other people's or the, yeah, the it falsehoods. Kind of reminds me of what you were talking about last night with the roots, mm-hmm. um, you know, growing up being taught false things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And how it's like okay, being taught like actively malicious and false things like anarchy, right. yeah, communism, and like all this evil stuff because like that's what's being taught in schools today. Yeah, and if you're if you're like you know the wheat or whatever plant that's growing, mm-hmm. uh, you start out as a seed, 
when you're young and your your roots are just growing at that time but then mm -hmm. as that's happening there's another seed that's being sown that's all these false things mm -hmm. um, or evil things and it's just a part of your life you're literally growing up alongside of that and it's just it's not <clears throat> even just that you know thorns are entangling the plant as it grows above the ground the mm -hmm. roots themselves are, are like entangling themselves and like... getting rooted together so um that you, you're this is what zach was saying last night is that you know when that's the case i mean how much more difficult is it going to be to uproot the only the Definitely. thorns and not also take the plant with it you know they're kind of like entwined together um whereas mm -hmm. you know if, if people are trying to sow that the seed of you know evil or falsehoods later, later in life and you've grown up you know weeding out that stuff um in your childhood then it's easier because you've got deeper roots mm -hmm. that are separate from the the thorns and stuff um so but there's a lot of people nowadays that are are growing up just like that yeah right, right alongside the thorns right and they're like depressed and their mental health is like really not good like suicide rates and depression are like the highest they've yeah. ever been you in, know and like and i think it's don't. just from the mass amount of information coming at them and they don't know False they don't know what to do they're like mm -hmm. i have all this stuff like there's all kinds of stuff coming at me from society and i'm just not sure how to process or what to do with that information like it's yeah and so there just needs to be this like this point of truth where you can write okay i know this if if i don't know anything i know this you know and for me, that's Jesus. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Like, if oh. everything in the world is just telling me lies, I know that, you know, one thing is true. Yeah. That, you know, Jesus was God and he came down and yeah. died for us, you know? And this reminds me of what Jake mentioned in that, you know, for us, we can say that, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And mm -hmm. that's what we believe, that we've, we've, we know that to be true. Mm -hmm. And, um... Yet there are people who believe very strongly in false things, um, whether that's something they grew up with, like we were just talking about, or, or otherwise they've just come to believe something that is just not true. Um, and that's, it's, it's a very firm thing in their mind. Um, if, and when someone presents an actual truth to them, then they very readily deny that and actively a lot of times, um, are against it mm -hmm. and they're just very closed off to hearing the truth because to them the truth is something that's false um mm. and they're just they're just not even you know they've got a hardened heart um to that uh so but yeah i mean all considering especially the the people who grew up with these things it's like it's in that case it's like a lot of times not even their fault mm -mm. um it's just mm -mm. the life they grew up with you know, and, and they've the never been them. told anything differently. And they don't know, like, so they just come in from the outside thinking, like, this is what I know and grew up with, and then this is what, like, this new person is coming and saying, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we get, gotta just keep that in mind, I think, you know, with people is, yeah. um, if we tell them something that we know to be true, and then they just immediately deny it, and they're they're very against it, and they're not hearing any of it, you know, they they could be doing that for reasons that isn't even their own fault, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and we just gotta, um, still 
tell them the truth out of love mm -hmm. um, for them, but realize that it's maybe not as easy as them just listening. Like there's some some deep rooted thorns around that um, might take a long time to really, you know, get rid of, uh, so that they can even properly hear what you're saying. Um, yeah, I, and I think I think it's also like, like along what you were saying, like basically they're just they're in like a dark cave and they they close their eyes to all the light, and instead of just closing their eyes, they start to like sew them shut. So even if they do try to um, see the light, they won't be able to. They won't be able to open their eyes or anything like that. And I think that's why it's like people who work. Catholic and fall away, it's like a lot harder to get them to come back than like someone who's never heard about it before or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Because like, if you're, if you were Catholic and you fall away, you know, all this stuff, you've been taught like, oh, yeah, this, this and this, and like, you know, the transubstantiation and then the mass and then what it's all about. And you know that, but you still you're still like, I don't believe that, you know, mm -hmm. And that's a lot harder than someone who never knew about it and just, like, who doesn't have their, like, figurative eyes sewn shut and they right. can open their eyes versus someone who, like, actively, like, shuts it out. Mm -hmm. Right. I mm. had a couple of thoughts. Sorry. Um, the first was, yeah, I was reminded of what Jacob was saying with the, like, absolute and objective truth. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think you guys just covered that. But I was thinking a lot about... I think we've mentioned before, I don't know if we've mentioned on the podcast, but we talked about, like, religious trauma, and that was what I was reminded of when you guys mm -hmm. were talking, and then you just kind of brought it up there, of, like, yeah, I was reading this article that was, like, um, you guys know about religious trauma, here's, like, 25 people who talked about, um, the one thing that made them leave the church, Inst like, what was it, leave, um, structured religion for good, or something like that, mm. and, they were just so sad of, mm -hmm. like, um, the humanity of people in the church. Not, like, specifically the Catholic church, but it was, like, also all organized religion. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was It was just sad to me that um, there are, yeah, there's just, the church is humanity and divinity. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, like, humanity present that, like, is ruining, <laughs> mm -hmm. like, the, um, yeah, just ruining the church for some people and that yeah it sucks and it's not like discounting what happens to people um but it's also the fact that like yeah their roots weren't deep enough mm -hmm. to realize that the reason that you're there isn't because of the people it's because mm -hmm. of jesus mm -hmm. yeah because of what's happening out in the mass and what's happening in your life versus um yeah the like yeah. The way that someone rubbed you the wrong way. This is not mm -hmm. to discount, like, actual trauma. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, because, I, yeah, that's I think, real and that happens. Yeah, you're getting at, like, um, how some people just go to mass or, like, church or something like that. Just for the social aspect yeah. of, like, being around all these people and something and, like, gossiping and all that. Like, that's not, that's not like, a lot of people. But, like, some people, that that's it. And there's nothing, like, deeper to, like, root them there. So, like, when something happens to kind of, like, jar them off of it, uh -huh. they just, like, they just go away and they're, like, you know, it's not worth the trouble or anything like that because there's nothing real or substantial here. 
Right, and it, yeah, it just reminds me of the, the fact that, yeah, they don't know the truth, they're not convicted of the truth, and yeah, um, in my campus ministry in college, we talked a lot about how we would way rather try and convert an atheist to Catholicism than a lukewarm Catholic, convict them more of the gospel, uh, because it's easier, it's easier to explain and convict someone of the truth of the gospel when they have no previous knowledge, mm-hmm. or they are flat out denying the, the existence of God, um, or they just like hate God, then to tell someone who already knows the truth and is not willing to mm. um, live it and not willing to believe it, it's because they have been forcibly showing their eyes shut yeah, mm. for, for years and years, and they just aren't like willing to back down. Um, and yeah, it's like the idea that I would rather live my life it's it's the the fact that I think that a lot of people aren't convicted that there's life after death. And so they're like, well, I just want to get out of life all the things that I can while mm-hmm. I'm still alive. And like, I don't care that um, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, I don't need to go to mass on Sunday. Like, mm. I don't need to do all these things because yeah. I'm only here for like 70 years and then... Um, yeah. then I'm gone and I'm that's, like that's so that, sad yeah. I'm like if you that's think you're only here for 70 about, years yeah. yeah if you think you're only here for 70 years like I'm sorry but like that sucks like I get eternity so it's yeah. like I'm sorry that you feel like you have to waste away your life mm. on like pleasure instead of not that I don't live a life that's like enjoyable but <laughs> I don't live according to my whims you know like I am convicted of the truth and I know that I can live a good moral life and still enjoy my life. Well, mm-hmm. Speaking of the truth and going to mass on Sunday and or not, you know, because short life or whatever reason you tell yourself, uh, it just made me think of receiving the Eucharist mm. because we physically get to receive communion, mm. you know, on earth, in mass, while we're here. But then, like, when we die, you know, we're not here on earth to receive physically Jesus in communion. Um, well, you know, if we go to heaven, we're, you know, then in communion with him in heaven, but like it is different. Um, they don't, they doesn't someone talk about the angels and how they can't receive the Eucharist. Like the angels that? are jealous of us because yep. they can't receive. And so like with that in mind, like it's just sad hearing people think like that or knowing that people think like yep. that, that it's like, I'm not going to go to mass on Sunday. Cause like, you know why? Or like, right. like they, they don't, they don't know that truth. They don't know that reality that, um, you're only here that long. I mean, yeah, yeah. Life is short on earth, mm-hmm. but there's this opportunity to receive communion while you're alive on earth as many times as you go to mass mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and why not take advantage of that as much as possible? Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. like the angels are envious of that. Right. And like what Maggie was saying, like some people say like, they don't care like that. That phrase just always hits me hard. Like, how do you, how do you not care? Like this is, like, this is eternity you're talking about, yeah. like right. eternity. Like that's right. more than we can fathom. <laughs> and you're putting that at risk you know, by just not caring, Right. you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, I know some people like they'll go to mass on Sundays and then they'll just go home and just, you know, do whatever. But like someone was saying like, we need to, <laughs> we need to be living Catholic every day, not just like, mm-hmm. on Sunday and Sunday's a good day to set apart to mm-hmm. 
worship God, but we need to be living out the gospels. We can't just be, <laughs> okay, right. it's Sunday, time to go to mass. And then you're just like, you don't pray or do anything else, yeah. you know, because you can't have a relationship like that. You know, <laughs> you, see you see someone one for like a week, an hour okay. a week and you're like, <laughs> like all right. See you and next then, week. yeah, you can't yeah. really be like, oh, yeah, I know this right. person really well. You're yeah. like, I know of that person. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like more I, of an acquaintance at that point. I know? gave a talk in college at a retreat um, that was like very similar to that. Um, that idea that, yeah, like Jesus is supposed to be my best friend, but when I hang out with my best friend, it's not only one time for an hour on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's every day I see her or every day I check in with her or, yeah, it's like the idea that oh, yeah, I can't really form a deep friendship with someone if I'm only seeing them for an hour and I'm talking at them. Because mm. if I'm not receiving what is being said to me, then, like, I'm just talking yeah. <laughs> at this person. Just throw everything and, like, you that's, have at them. that's also, like, true of prayer is, yeah, like, um, like, in prayer, I shouldn't just be like, hey, Jesus, and then I'm like, beep, 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 and then I'm like, all right, good chat, see you later. Mm. And you just feel so empty as a receiving person in a friendship mm-hmm. like that mm. of like oh wow um they didn't ask how i was doing um we didn't talk about me at all which it's like we only talk about this person um and so like that's an exhausting friendship and yeah. that's not the friendship i want to have with jesus where i want to sit and listen and wait for him to speak to me and i want him to be like working in my life and things like that and then yeah like we've mentioned before you are who you surround yourself with is like if i'm living more oriented towards like spending more time with jesus than i do with other people then he'll be the one that i model um and so then yeah and then something that was i was thinking about while you're talking jake that makes me sad is like when people will say to me like they'll just like not me specifically but like when you hear someone like off the cuff say something about mass and you're like oh you're catholic or oh you're christian like you have no idea because the way that Mm -hmm. they live their life every other day Mm -hmm. of the week is so contrary (laughs) to Mm -hmm. like Catholicism that I'm just like, Oh, I had no idea. Um, and that's like what I'd encourage all y'all to like think about is, Oh, and if someone, if I mentioned to someone that I'm Catholic, would they be like, Oh really? (laughs) Or would they be like, Uh. Oh, that's like, that's the reason that you're like kind or like, that's the reason that you're joyful is like because of your Catholic faith. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just something that, it shouldn't be surprising to people when they find out that you're Catholic right. um, because you are only Catholic on Sundays in the um, building of church. <laughs> That's a really good way to think about it, which I hadn't really specifically thought of before till you say that. But, you know, I grew up mostly in public school, um, except for the first couple of years I went to a Catholic school. But um, nonetheless, I do remember thinking about people I knew in school and it's like oh you're a Catholic that's cool but then like I I didn't realize that until they told me kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and then likewise for me you know I might tell someone I'm a Catholic and they're like oh you're a Catholic cool Mm -hmm. you know and it's the same thing because there was I feel like it's too easy sometimes to go to mass on Sunday and then you go home and you kind of live a different life you know Um, but a connecting thing, I think that kind of came to mind, uh, for people in that scenario is, um, if they're not taking that initiative themselves to build that relationship with Jesus, 
um, by specifically uh, and intentionally giving more time to him, either through prayer or going to mass more often or whatever. Um, it's, I think, probably a good first step if they have people in their lives who are living the Catholic life um, regularly with them. So um, in that they would see Jesus and get to know Jesus through mm -hmm. that person or those people in their lives um, who do live that life regularly. So there's like such an importance in that. Um, and, and it just is like this chain reaction. The more that people actually live a Catholic life every day and by doing that, to do that, you have to be like actually living with other people and sharing that um, in community. And the more that that is done, the more it just continues to spread and grow, yeah. uh, which is the point. So mm -hmm. um, do that. <laughs> like weeds, only good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you were saying like spending time with Jesus. That doesn't, I mean, it's really good to like set apart time to spend with Jesus and go to mass and stuff. But like you don't have to be like actively kneeling or in prayer to have a conversation with Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. You could you could be working all day and still have a conversation throughout your day with Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. You'll he's have, there with you always. Yeah. He's just waiting for you to speak. Right. He's he's waiting there right for you. He's like, look, yeah. I'm here for you if you need like whatever's going on. You could be like, well, what are you trying to tell me through this? Like, why why is this happening to me? And like. <laughs> he's there to listen he's there exactly. to answer you everyone in our lives i mean these like humans around us um <laughs> it, it's a beautiful thing like we gotta humans. have the but um <laughs> god always is better god is perfect um it's so crazy because uh yeah he's there immediately it's not you don't even have to send him a text and wait for their response he doesn't mm -hmm. he doesn't have to answer the phone you don't leave a voicemail or something you say, hey, I'm thinking about this, and he hears it immediately. He knows what you're going to say before you even say it. But he still wants you to say it. And he wants you to say it. Um, because and he may it's not respond like, come two on. to three business. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You don't, you don't always get, like, you know, the clouds open up, a beam of light. <laughs> this is my like, beloved lightning. son with whom I am you don't. And then he just writes in the ground with a lightning. <laughs> right. But that's the thing is, like, yeah, you don't always get that, you know, very clear neon sign response that says you know, go this way it's not always it's usually not that easy but mm -hmm. um it can be but usually not but um it's the fact that he is there to receive us and every in every way as soon as we call upon him um he hears us and if if you realize that then even when you don't get that clear sign or clear response or whatever um, you know that he's listening, um, and he cares and that's huge. Um, and so it's, it is a beautiful thing to bring that through every moment of the day, uh, where if you're working, you know, you just start your day, you're ending your day, mm -hmm. um, struggling or just something really cool. You know, you see the, the sky and it's beautiful and you're like, dang, mm -hmm. thank you God for that. That, that's just super cool. It made my day. You know, Blue made me <laughs> these trees man yeah yeah it's just it's it's like that friend you have and you're like i just need a vent and he's like okay just go ahead <laughs> <laughs> and he'll 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 listen through all of it and be like 
Okay. How do you want me to respond to that? Do you just want me to listen or do you want me to actually help you? Because sometimes we just need like somebody to listen to us kind of thing Mm -hmm. or like just get something out there. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you just need to voice all your thoughts and everything like that just so you can like start thinking about it and start like moving through it and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And actually, I also had a comment too that about the responding part you know it's usually not immediate or you know very dramatic but when he responds um if it's something we've prayed about a hundred times and we're like help me with this please or you know whatever and then he finally responds um you usually can see how he's been working along Along the way the whole time it's like been he's Mm -hmm. been there the whole time and then he's like here you go you know and then you're like dude thank you Mm-hmm. And you can you can look back and see how he's been there the whole time and um, helping you out and and you know he he heard you and you can see that after the fact you just have to kind of have faith you know and and believe in him mm-hmm. that he's gonna help you out absolutely he's yeah. always there um I've just been reminded a lot of uh, I had a conversation with Olivia the other day um, oh, and yeah, yeah um, she's just. Her heart is so beautiful <laughs> and so big, um, and her desire for the Lord is so strong, and it's so inspiring. Um, and she is coming into the church. She's mentioned that before on the podcast that she's coming into the church at Easter Vigil. So she's yet to participate in Holy Communion, <laughs> and so it is like a very beautiful thing to see. Very hard to see as someone, obviously, as people who care about her. It's hard to see her. So sad that she can't receive. Um, Mm -hmm. but it is so beautiful to see her desire for the Lord and just to know how convicted she is and how she knows it to be true, that this is truly Mm -hmm. the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord. But she's just like, I can't wait to receive. It's going to be so exciting. Like she'll text me every day. Yesterday she's like 18 days, 18 days. And so like a very exciting 17 days today. Very, very cool. Um, but yeah, I just was like trying to encourage her that she's in this, immense period of waiting that she'll never have to go through again Mm -hmm. like it is this time like she'll never have to go without the eucharist again if she doesn't want to as long as she's not in a state of mortal sin um like there's gonna be no other time in her life where she has to be like i don't get to receive my lord for like this long um and yeah it's like it sucks in, in this period of waiting um for getting to receive the Lord is is very difficult and waiting to hear back from our Lord of like, what should I do, Lord? What how are you guiding me? Um, is is hard. Um, but something that I get encouraged about is like if you're waiting for the Lord, like you're in good company. Um, mm. like Jacob in the Old Testament, he waited fourteen years for his love, like because he waited seven years to get Get Rachel, someone, yeah. and then he <laughs> and got then Leah, like, and then he yeah. had to do seven more years to get Rachel. Um, mm. And then also, like, Joseph had to wait forever to, like, um, I don't know, to, like, see our Lord. And, uh, mm. like, also, the Israelites had to wait 40 years to get to the promised land. Um, everyone had to wait for the Messiah. <laughs> like, I mean, it was, it was crazy. Like, Human. waiting is a part of our faith, and it's the way that, like... Jesus works in the waiting. Like, he's working mm-hmm. even in um, 
waiting for the Lord. And I was like encouraging her, like, there's so much fruit that's coming from your suffering from waiting. And you are going to convict so many people of the gospel um, because you know what it's like to go without. And you know that people shouldn't go without the Eucharist. And yeah, like, I think that a lot of us have experienced that waiting and um, withholding of the Eucharist, if you will, like with COVID, like I know that a lot of people weren't allowed to receive. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely very tough of like, yeah, like we had to go through these periods of months of like not being able to go to mass in person and not being able to receive. And it was lunacy, but um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, definitely excruciating pain. But yeah, we were, we were meant to, I don't, I don't want to say we were meant to wait, but like God works in the waiting. Like there's no time wasted for the Lord anytime that you give him he's going to work with and yeah like if you're not hearing a response right now that doesn't mean that like you're never getting a response it's the same thing we were saying at the very beginning of like where he provides like he's where he guides he provides Mm. like he's he's guiding us and he's going to give us an answer like he's never just going to be like all right i'm gonna head out um not gonna give you any response i hear your question and I choose to ignore it. I choose to ignore it. <laughs> no, you know and, it, and it may feel like that, especially if you've been asking something for so long and you feel like you're not getting any responses. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not this time where he you're offering to him, like, please just like work through this time. Like he's still working. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I would just encourage all y'all to like realize, oh, like I don't need an answer right now. Um, and I, I can wait. It just is hard, and mm-hmm. I'm not discounting how hard it is. Waiting sucks, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like, yeah, the Lord is constantly working. I just when you bringing up the word God guides, He provides again. It just kind of clicked how it kind of fits well with the what we were reading in Wisdom, mm. um, in that like chapter two. Wisdom <laughs> it kind of talks about okay if you do this. This is going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, this is bad. You know, don't do this. This is bad. Don't do this. You know, it, it's it's kind of like lo- outlining factual things. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. Here's how people do things. And it's just like, that, that ain't it. And then, like, you know, likewise, it, you know, it's like, okay, this is good. This is good. Do this. You know, whatever. Um, it's not where we choose to go it's where it's not where we guide ourselves or lead ourselves or guided by you know evil it's not that there that's not where like god is going to give us all these you know blessings and good things necessarily in that like that's not where god wants us to go he's going to try and guide us from away from that you know he's going to guide us where he wants us to go and if we follow him if we choose him instead of evil um it's where god guides that he provides um, and so it's, it's like where, um, we were kind of relating wisdom and what it was talking about, how it's kind of relatable in today's world that, you know, um, people are very like convicted of false things and believing in false things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're not letting God guide them. And so then they're not seeing him like provide for them. And, um, you know, it's like, all you have to do is follow God. All you have to do is say yes. All you have to do is, you know, follow him and, and he'll provide where he guides. And, mm-hmm. um, yet, you know, it talks about how, um, 
they they literally are so convicted of these false things that they they want to test the righteous people um, in, in what mm. they're doing. They're like, okay, you say that God's going to provide for you. You say that he's going to, you know, take care of you. You say he's going to save you. You say he's going to do all these things, right? Um, they're gonna be God's like, on your side, right? Okay, well, mm. I don't believe that. I believe all these false things, you know? Mm. Um, we're going to test that. We're going to put you through suffering. We're going to persecute you. We're going to, you know, brutally, you know, destroy you in every possible way we can and see if he helped you out, you know? And mm-hmm. and part of that is maybe like um, they're just unbelieving in that. Um, but also I kind of was wondering if they're in that testing kind of trying to see a proof for themselves that then they might believe in God. Mm. Um, but that's not how it works. Like you're supposed to have faith, you know, mm-hmm. you're supposed to believe and you believe and you follow God he'll guide you and he'll provide for you mm-hmm. um, yeah. but then on the flip side in the other shoes of the persecuted righteous people um, it's it's an it's an opportunity when you're persecuted when you're um, maybe being physically harmed uh, you know the martyrs are great perfect examples of that um, persecuted for the faith you know they believe in god and people will murder you for that in mm. some cases and yeah especially in like like china or like communist right countries mm-hmm. but then it's mm. it's just that person's opportunity to prove their faith in god mm-hmm. and in proving that they ch- are choosing god and love him um that's a beautiful thing, and that person will be provided for in uh, the most beautiful ways, which, you know, it's like, okay, they, they had their life on earth taken away from them, but they're going straight to heaven, you know, yeah. because they, they died yeah, that, firm in the faith, believing in God. That reminds me of, like, the quote that really stuck out to me in chapter 2. Um, Let us beset the just one because he is obnoxious to us. He sets himself against our doings and reproaches us for transgressions of the law. That That's where, exactly where my mind went when you were talking about that, because like uh, peop, like, um, like the unjust one in this case, or like the one who's living uh, wrongfully, um, whenever they see like a just person living or something like that, they, they want to close their eyes to it. And uh, I said this um, last night during um, Bible study, but there's two ways you can react when you see a person living a just life and you realize you're not, you can say, I want to fix my life and I want to have the joy that this person is having and live that way. Or I don't want to see this at all. And I don't want this mirror to be held up to me where I see myself as living a not good life. So I want to remove this person from my sight. And that like, mm. th- that takes the form of like persecutions and all that. And as, as Peter was saying, like um, through those, all those persecutions and everything that can like eventually can convict and convince someone like, Oh, okay. This is the right way. As like, as like Peter was saying through all that. So that, that's where my mind went when I heard you talking. Mm-hmm. And you guys had mentioned like, you know, being attacked and persecuted and stuff. 
And, like, you know, sometimes, at least I know, like, I feel like the world's crumbling around me. Like, it's just, like, everything's gone to crap, and you're like, well, what do I do now? And then it's just, like, I don't know. It's just, like, Jesus calling from the storm. He's like, look, there's all this stuff Over going here! on. Don't focus on the freaking storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Focus on me. Like, I'm right here. Just this big glowing light. And you're looking around, like... At the rain and the thunder and the storms, you're like, you're like, I don't know what to do. He's I like, think we should redirect like, the ship. I'm reaching like, right no. out to you, man. All you have to do is take my hand. And it's like, and then we're like, <laughs> Peter coming out of the boat and sinking in the water. We're like, dude, I'm drowning. He's you're like, like, man, help. Jesus, <laughs> like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll, all come, right. To, I'll come to you then. You know what? I'll, I'll grab your hand, you know, because <laughs> he's like, every time, <laughs> like. Like, yeah. bro. But, like, there's so many times I'm just, like, I'm focusing on the storm. I'm like, man, I don't know what to do. I don't know where I'm going. Like, what the heck am I doing? And I just, yeah, it's just Jesus, like, being like, look, focus on me. Yeah. That reminded me That reminded me of something else I was thinking of a little earlier. It's, like, I think the reason um, evil is so much more enticing and it's, like, God allows it to be so much more, like, pulling towards us mm-hmm. is because he wants us to like actively choose him mm-hmm. throughout like even even in like the difficult even when it's like not the easier path he wants us he he doesn't want it to be like a 50 50 like either can pull you that way so it's like just by chance you fall you fall in i mean fall into the good um side and yeah. like end up following him he wants it to be like an active like choosing of him mm-hmm. versus like you know, just like you're like, oh, I happen to, you know, fall on this side. Yeah. <clears throat> I was reminded when both of you were talking of the part in chapter two of like, we're going to test him um, in mm. to see if he's like actually the son of God. Because, spoiler, <laughs> chapter two wisdom's talking all about Jesus. Um, and so, yeah, like with this gift of faith, um, you don't know. I feel like sometimes you don't even know that you have it until you've been tested. And it's not so much that, like, God's, like, waiting for us to fail and be like, oh, he doesn't actually believe. Um, Mm -hmm. But no, like, it's because sin has entered the world and because of the fall of man, like, there's temptation and then Mm -hmm. there's there's suffering and there's death in the world. Um, And so, like, when you're truly being tested by the world um, and being tested... Because I think it was something Jacob said yesterday about, like, the strongest person has, like, the most, most like, yeah, most temptation, like, the strongest, um, yeah, they're, like, the devil is it trying to attack the, the strongest They're, like, person. enemy number one. Yeah, so, like, like, strong people are constantly being tested. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I was just reminded of, like, yeah, it's important to have this gift of faith and to foster this gift of faith so that when when not if mm-hmm. when you're tested um then you know that you can truly with conviction say like i believe in jesus and um so yeah i faith is is definitely a tricky thing and not everybody has it unfortunately yeah and yeah like cuz a lot of i think a lot of people who don't understand will be always say why do bad things happen to good people? Yeah, that's, um, that's and it's stuff. it's the fact that like we weren't made for this world, which is also in chapter one and chapter two is like we were meant for this immortality. Mm-hmm. Like we were meant to live in the Garden of Eden with walking with God in the Garden every day for eternity. Like we were meant for the Garden. We were not meant to die 
Um, but instead we now are (laughs) like going to die, um, physically, but we won't die spiritually. Hopefully God willing. Um, we all go to heaven anyway. So yeah, it's like this idea that we aren't meant for this world. So dying in this world isn't as scary to me. So it's like, why do bad things happen to good people? It's, it's not actually that it's just the fact that we live in a messed up world where like things just happen and it's God in his permissive will, like allows it to happen. Um, not that he's just overjoyed when like people die or sickness occurs, but he's allowing it to happen because the fruits, I think just like based on like the fruits of it are insane of like suffering and and Mm -hmm. tragedy. Um, but he doesn't want any of that to happen. He just like allows it to happen because of his love and mercy for us. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, even in the things that, um, like someone in your family dying or, you know, so just these tragic things that, um, it's not even like the same as persecution and tests in that sense. Um, it's just these tragic things that mm-hmm. happen uh, in this life. And even those, though, I think are kind of still opportunities um, to, to live a holy life in that um, if you do realize that heaven is really kind of the end goal um, and it's more than just this life on earth, um, then those tragic things can happen and be an opportunity um, to either despair in mm-hmm. that worldly scenario where it's like in this life right here, right now, that's horrible. Um, but, um, and it, and it is, I'm not saying it's not, but, um, so there will be mourning and suffering in it. But, um, if you keep your, your focus on heaven, then mm-hmm. it helps in that. And it, and it's yeah. a, a sign of your faith. Um, so again, it's just an opportunity to do that. So if we do that, that's, that's, you know, a good thing. Um, Keep our eyes on heaven. It'll help us through the morning because yep. you know, those people are, you know, gonna gonna see us again. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so have faith in that. All right, everybody. Thank you. Thank for, you for for joining us again. We we really appreciate all you longtime listeners, and uh, thank you for sticking with us to episode like. Yep. What are we on now? A million. million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for all these episodes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for making it through this semester with us. We hope you have a wonderful day. Please know that we're praying for you. Mm -hmm. And pray for us. In the words of Father Mike Schmidt. And pray for each other. Yeah, you know what? For all those who have been pressing play every week, yeah, we, thank you. Yeah, thank you. you know, every From all week. of us here at Catholic, <laughs> Catholic, 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 Catholic Thank you. Thank you, yeah. And, and remember, remember, drink coffee, be Catholic. Catholic. Have, have a, a good bye, week, bye, everybody. Bye.